step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Roth. Hey everybody, I'm back from my vacation and I hope all of you had a wonderful week. I had a great time relaxing with friends and family up in the beautiful north woods of Michigan. And while I was up there, Mike wanted me to send his love along to all of you. It was great getting to spend some time with him. And now that I'm back, I'm feeling refreshed and ready to continue our march down the path to the truth in the Pinion Pines triple homicide. This season has been long and slow, but I'm really happy with the progress we've made so far. We've been able to eliminate a lot of suspects, and I really believe that we're starting to narrow in on the relevant victimology that may have led to this horrific crime. Today, you're going to hear a series of interviews that should help us to move the ball forward. We're going to hear from a resident of Pinion Pines who knew the family very well. She was also a teacher and personally knew Becky, Robert, and Robert's girlfriend, Sarah. We're also going to hear from one of John's co-workers, as well as two of Vicky's co-workers. This is Season 12, Episode 34, John and Vicky. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The first interview is with Pinion Pines resident Maggie Montoya. Maggie was a school teacher who taught Robert, Becky, and Sarah. She had also been around long enough to know Vicky, John, and even Ron. This is the longest interview in the set for today, so without any further ado, here's Maggie Montoya's police interview. Hello. Hi, Maggie. This is Investigator Eichelt from the Sheriff's Department. What's the name? Eichelt. Okay. First name is Dave. You were talking to uh, Investigator Sims. Yes, I he was. He had to run out of the office, so he wasn't able to call you back. Oh, I, I was figured that. You, so I couldn't call you back. Um, you, would you prefer I call you in the morning? No, no. I, as long as I'm outside the house, we, okay. we have a child inside, so I just don't want to discuss it around her. Okay. <laughs> when you say child, you mean like a... A nine-year-old. Oh. My, my husband's granddaughter. Fair enough. Is with us for a little while. Okay. Um, go ahead. You said you would have some information for us, maybe? Yeah. Can I get just your real quick, is that Maggie short for Margaret? Yes, it is Margaret. And your birthday? Okay. And I have your address on a piece of paper and your phone number. Well, I just want to know what kind of information you want, but I, I can, you know, I don't know what you're looking for. I don't... Well... It's it's hard to quantify exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. We're trying to figure out who did this and why. More importantly, who, and then we'll figure out the why later. Um, but uh, if you know, people call up and say, "I hear that this is happening," or "I heard this was happening," we're just trying to figure out, you know, trying to filter through the truth and okay. that kind of stuff. Well, I have several things. Um, I've lived up here since '86. So I know the community pretty well. Okay. I lived in this general area since 1991 and moved onto the street in 1994. Okay. So I have been, I mean, they're a stone throw for me. Right. I'm one of the two closest neighbors. And you live um, just 
there's a log east or home. west from their house. Right, we're Kitty Corners, so we're oh, across, the, across street the street from the log home, and it's Kitty Corner to them. Okay. So we're there, pretty. We're actually their closest neighbor besides Sharon on the, across the street. Right. And. <clears throat> Because Vicky was alone a lot after her divorce, she would stop and talk to me. Okay. So there's several things I could throw out at you. One, I mean, I'm just going to tell you. Sure. Just um, go for it. Yeah. One, I know they had a messy divorce. Right. And I know a lot of strange stories about Ron Friedley. Okay. Uh, besides the fact that he would wear his combat stuff up here. Um... She, I uh, don't know, but this is something you're probably already investigating, but would be good to know if she's still continuing to get money right now. I know, I know a year or two ago she told me that um, she was still receiving money from him and wanted to continue to have him support her. I don't know if it was alimony or child support or both. Okay. Because of uh, what he did to her as far as, you know, having multiple partners and stuff. Okay. So during their marriage. Right. So she she would tend to go on about that. Okay. You know, I don't know all the details because I'm not a big, when it comes to people talking about, you know, their problems about spouses, I tend to, you know, try to cut them short because right. I don't want to hear it all. Sure. But she did on several occasions lead her conversation that way. And um, so that was the first red flag when I found there, heard there were bodies. That was my first red flag. I went, whoa. Right. You know. Um, another one is that um, I teach high school. I teach at Cathedral City High School. Right. And her daughter was a student there for just a brief time. And she had asked me to take her down, you know, to drive her to school. And Vicky, that was Becky. Vicky had asked you to do that? Vicky had asked me to take Becky. Okay. And I said, um, you know, with my teaching schedule, it's just really too hard. And my daughter was already in college, and I just just said, if you can find another way, great. So I didn't do that, but she did attend our school. Okay. And she was a bit of a... A controller with, with boyfriends. Here's an instance. Okay, because last year she was not at the school. And I had a teacher assistant um, out in my tennis class mm -hmm. that was dating her ex-boyfriend. Okay. And his name... Okay, hang on. His name is Robert Pape. Okay. P-A-P-E. And Sarah told me, she said that we were having troubles. I said, well, what's the problem? And she said, well, Robert keeps talking to his old girlfriend. And I told him that if he really loves me, he should be talking to her. Right. What happened to be Becky? She, says, she said, you know, Miss Montoya, you probably know her because she lives up by you. Right. I said, really? And, and how long ago was this conversation this was just last year. Okay. About a year ago this time. And she said... Um, as a matter of fact, he talks to her all the time because he's worried about her. And I said, what are you talking about? And he, she said, well, she, um, she said she would kill herself if he didn't stay with her. Okay. And I said, well, you know, don't, you know, you just have to take it for a grain of sand because the Friedleys are like that. They're just kind of like, you know, they're all out there a little bit. Okay. So I just, and that was the conversation, and it, and it came up several times until he finally, the boyfriend finally just told her, I can't do this, it's bothering Sarah. But she happened to live in L.A. for a while, and I don't know how long Becky lived in L.A. Okay. But she came back home. I think she tried to go to school up there, and I'm not positive, so this is all hearsay. Okay. Okay, those are two things. Those are the first two What's things. Sarah's last name, or do you know? Sarah Honaker, H-O-N-A-K-E-R. Okay. Okay, so those, those were the two students that were having a little bit of, you know, problems with her, but when 
when Sarah said more than once is that she, she, wants, she said, Robert doesn't want to quit talking to her because she's going to kill herself. I said, you know what? Tell him to let her kill herself. Mm. You know, that's, that's, you, you don't let people control you like that. That's unhealthy. Right. So that was my second red flag. I, you know, so when I heard there were bodies, because I was here, the, of course, we were here the night at Burnton. We live across the street. And um, so when I heard bodies, that, those were the first two things that came to my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else because I know she dated several boyfriends. So, so before you move on to the next yep. topic, you're saying that your suspicion was that maybe she had done something because of something he might have done or said to her. Well, I don't think it had anything to do with him. I'm thinking it may be some new boyfriend. Oh, okay. You know, I don't think that 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 connection. I don't know. It's not, you know, I was going to call and I thought, you know, this is not, they're graduated now. It's, you know, just let it go. Right. You know, and talk to somebody that's investigating. So, I mean, the red flag was, first of all, was Ron. Right. Freezley. Because of his past and their rocky road and that he was still doing supporting financially. Right. And so, who knows? Okay. Unless he had a great alibi, who knows? Right. right. So, so then the daughter was the other factor. <clears throat> and I'm trying to think. I thought there was something else I was going to tell everybody. Well, you said she used boy or con- was controlling with boys. She was, and I don't know any other boyfriends. Okay, that so you're basing that off of this. Right. I'm just, okay. That tends to be a pattern. Right. I'm a health teacher. I tend to sure. be a pattern. I understand. You know, so. I just don't want you to tell me things that are conclusions you've made. Right. Right, she was controlling. Tell me the instances, but if right. you made a conclusion, tell me right. why. Otherwise, that, I'll just think that, you know what I mean? Right, that was just one instance, and that was definitely controlling. Uh-huh. And that's all I know. And I don't know if I'm drawing that conclusion because they said it's happened to her in the past. Okay. But I do know that she she had boyfriends. Okay. Okay, here's another interesting story. Uh, there was a neighbor that was missing that night that wasn't here <clears throat> okay. on the street. Uh, he goes by the name of Harpo. He's, he's the Harpo the Clown. Steve. Steve. Uh-huh. Steve W. Winnetsky or something. Win- yeah, nobody seemed to know his last name. <laughs> I know. It's real hard to... I mean, I could look it up in a phone book. Right. He was in Catalina, from what I understand. So that one I would check out. Right. Uh, okay. Because, you know, he has started a weird pattern uh, where he's not... He started not to talk to neighbors for the stupidest reasons. Okay. And I tend to be a really nice person, and my husband didn't repair his roof, and he quit talking to us. And every time I go running, he hides. And that's just strange. Very, very strange. He would run and hide? He would hide behind a bush, so he wouldn't, he didn't want me to see him. It's weird. He, he's kind of real strange, and he has, <clears throat> he's never caused me any harm or said anything right. mean to me, but he, just his actions are weird. Okay. My neighbor Sharon has had a feud with him over this dog run, and she's been getting some strange emails from him. Pretty angry emails from him. So over like shared property, you mean? Over uh, or mutual years ago. Properties? Yeah, a dog run. It's like a big dog cage. Okay. Was given to him, but she lent it to him. Okay. And she wanted it back. And he wasn't having that. Well, and she can be uh, unreasonable. Okay. I think he can be unreasonable. Okay. And so she told me the last couple of days that she's been having some bad emails. So tonight I just said, you know, what, what's, uh, what's with the emails? Right. You know, and she said, you won't believe some of the emails he sent me. I said, well, yeah, that's probably a good idea to save them. She said, I save them in case he takes some small claims over some money. But it's strange he was gone that night because John, the gentleman that was killed, was helping Sharon put the dog cage together on her property. Now, this is real stupid, and it's a real small thing, but it's it's there, and that's all I know. Okay. So I noticed he's home tonight. Right. His lights are on because I asked her, I said, is Steve back in town? She said, yep. And I said, interesting. Was he there yesterday? 
Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of. We were of. told he was supposed to be back a certain day. I was just curious if he showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was a little suspicious to me. But, you know, I tend to go, hmm. <laughs> and um, so, you know, it's funny because there's only a few of us up here, but we keep an eye on each other's houses. And right. it kind of right. was weird. I was gone most of that Sunday. And that night I was so tired that we went to bed early. So, so he helped her fix the uh, dog run? Yes, he was in the middle of the project. He was helping her put the dog run together on her property. After she got it back from Steve? Right. And he was pissed about that? Oh, yeah. Begin with. Oh, yeah. He, he lost his only dog about five months ago, was run over. Oh. So he's, you know, and then here goes this cage. So I know he was, he was, um, he's been very angry. I haven't talked to him, but that's what she told me. And, and I just said tonight, I said... Well, did you just mention something previously, in just case I missed it, that John had also helped Steve with something? Worked on his house or something? I don't know. She may have said that. I didn't. Okay. Fair enough. I, I didn't. I know there was some connection. He wanted some help, okay. but I, I don't know. Sharon would know that. Okay. And her last name's Coleman. Right. I'm not sure if anyone has talked to her yet or not. Most people we've talked to at least briefly in the beginning, mm -hmm. and then we'll do usually a formal interview. She would be a really good person to talk to because of the two of us, we both knew the Friedleys pretty the best. better than most people up here. Right. But Sharon knew them the best because he was a handyman on her property. Okay. She hired him. because other neighbors said that Steve was their closest friend. Steve W.? Yeah. You know, I thought they were kind of connected, but I don't know because he quit talking to me about a year ago right. over the stupid roof, and I thought, holy cow. But you know what? I just go, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, you know, um, that's interesting because John was helping Sharon. So, you know, if other neighbors said they were close, he'd be a good one to talk to, obviously. Okay. And that's, that's really... If I can think of anything else, you know, I will, I will. All I know is I just know that Ron Freely was, yeah, hopefully he has an alibi and that's not him, but, yeah, it's a little bit, you know, I w right. haven't been. Well, you said there was a bunch of weird stories. Yeah. Uh, can you share any that you have personal experience uh, of? No, I don't because I just know that I saw him in camouflage once and I just thought that was the weirdest thing. Okay. You know, I just thought that was so strange. You know, um, but I've heard, she just said he was well mean and, and he was abusive, but I don't know. Other people might know better. I know that, guy, gosh, I wish. You know, Sharon might be able to give you some names of people that knew him even better. Okay. Um, because she moved onto the street when when the kids were really little, and then I moved onto the street when they were more like middle school. Right. So I just wish I could tell you more. It just it's very strange because it just it, it does worry me a little bit if somebody's weird. Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. Especially if they're living down the street from you. What's that? Especially if they may be living down the street from you. I know. I know. That, that would worry me, too. Yeah. This is the first time. I think today's been the first time I'm probably more concerned instead of not as in shock. Right. So. Right. It'll wear off, and then you'll start to think about things. That's what's happening. Sure. Yeah, that's what's happening. It's really strange because that is what's happening because... I think yesterday when I saw one of the policemen still guarding the house, I just went up to him and I said, you are still guarding, you were they weren't guarding yesterday morning, and he said, well, we're having somebody do a search warrant, and I said, well, I, I thought some more stuff today, and I really could tell somebody, it was the third time I'd given my name, and I know there's a lot of leads, so, um, yeah, uh, there is a, wow. There is a gentleman named Dick Hartley. He doesn't live here in, here in Pinion anymore. He lives in Gardner Valley. Okay. But he has stories about Von Friedley. I just don't remember them all. Okay. Uh, and when he came up, he came up Monday afternoon. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, as far as general observations go, do they have a lot of visitors, or if not... Any new visitors recently, or 
No. Anything that you went, huh, I've never seen that car there before, that kind of thing? Well, you know, it's strange because their driveways is set back, so it's hard to right. tell if new cars are there. Right. But I didn't notice anything. <clears throat> A couple of things that um, are different from my neighbor sharing earlier, she shared, I don't know if she shared it with the local news or if it was a detective, but she she reported that they never had any domestic fights. <clears throat> but I did hear one a year, a year and a half ago that was really, really, really loud and really, um, it concerned me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was, you know, it sounded like the two of them, it was a man and woman just, just right. full on screaming at each other, yelling and, you know, just, it was awful. And I was like, whoa. And that was one instance, instance the only time I ever heard them, that I ever heard them. Uh-huh. And the other thing that was strange is that one day we have horses and one of my horses was being delivered to the property. And I was out on the street, and Vicky drove by in her van and stopped. And she said, Maggie, I can't believe that you have horses. She goes, I really like to take care of them. If you ever need me to take care of them, I love horses. You know, I had a horse. And, and John stepped out of the van, and he was totally ripped. I mean, he, he looked like he was drunk, totally. She had to help him and put him back. He, he was trying to talk and slurring words, and... She put him back in the van, and um, she said, "Oh, Maggie, just don't, just don't pay attention to John right now." But that was, was just kind of, you know, I mean, that stuff happens. Right. But it just was like, wow, hmm, okay. Hmm. So there could have been, uh, you no, know, I don't know, just, just, just a, just a uh, sighting. I know, you know, I don't okay. know a whole lot more. All right. Well, I, I was a little bit interested about the uh, different things. Now, you were saying the ex-boyfriend, Robert Pape, mm-hmm. is his mother a teacher with yes. you? She not with me, but in the district. How do you okay. know that? Uh, well, because we've been investigating. Wow, wow. Um, she works at James Workman, though, yes. correct? Okay. Yes. I'm just making sure that they weren't, in fact, related. It's the same family, yeah. Okay. And do you know anything about him? What can you tell me about him? Um... Uh, I know he had a, a little bit of trouble at school, but he was always really polite and nice to me, always. And, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about him. About how old do you think you'd be now? Oh, uh, probably 19. Okay. Fair enough. We'll get some info from him. Okay. And your name again is? What's that? What's your name again? My name is Dave. Okay, good. Okay, well, if there's anything else I can help you with, if I think... Feel free to call us and leave a message. We'll call you back. Yeah, I will. I just, um, yeah, I just really saying prayers. You guys get to the bottom of this quick. Me too. It sure is awful when somebody knows what they're doing when they set fires like that. Right, right. To uh, cover stuff up. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate the information. Thank you for calling. You bet. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our next interview is with a guy named Devin Morell. Devin worked for about six months with John at the property management company. He didn't work for John. It sounds like he was either an employee of Mr. Rutherford's or another contractor just like John. 
you're going to hear that John was basically working 40 hours a week for Rutherford. He was delinquent in his taxes, and you'll hear that John didn't care for Robert. The time frame that you're going to hear Devin mentioning is right around the time that Becky and Robert broke up, which would have been somewhere around January, February of 2006. Uh, and they were dating in December or Christmas of 2005, which is the time frame Devin's going to mention. So without any further ado, here's Devin. Um, it's Morell, M-O-W, or M-O-R-R-E-L-L. That's correct. Okay. Um, yeah, your wife said that you'd like to talk to me about some things that John might have told you. Well, I've, he, I worked with him for like uh, from October of 05 until about March, April, March or April of this year. Okay. So, I mean, we just, we worked from like 9 to 5 every single day. So, I, I don't know if there's any questions you want to ask me that, you know. Well, sure. I can ask you several. Okay. <laughs> um, just kind of tell me about him a little bit. Well, he was a real nice guy. I mean, we worked together, and he didn't really ever have anything to say, except, like, there were just a couple times he mentioned he didn't like his daughter's, Rebecca's boyfriends too much, or one of them. I don't remember. He never said a name, but he just told me that he didn't like him very well. Any uh, elaboration on that? Not, there wasn't very much at all, because I didn't really get into it with him, because, you know, so, like, I just stay out of it. It's not my deal, but, right, you know. And uh, so you have no idea. Do you ever meet her boyfriend? I never met him. I've only met her, and, you know, she was always a real nice girl, but she never mentioned anything to me about him at all. Right. And so was it, like, one specific guy he had a problem with, it sounded like to you? or It sounded like it was one specific person, but, like I said, there was never any name or anything. Right. And this is, was this in the beginning or towards the end of the time you worked with him? Uh, probably right in the middle, so probably around December-ish, I'd say. Okay, and like Christmas time? Yeah. Okay. What kind of stuff was he saying? Uh, let's see. It was a long time ago, so... <laughs> From what I remember, it was just that he he wasn't very nice to Becky. Is all that I can remember him ever saying that he just wasn't, you know, a good boyfriend or whatever, you know, just that he wasn't nice to her. I don't ever remember him saying that there was any confrontations between any of them, but, you know, it could just be my lapse of memory in that time. Right. But it was enough for him to mention it more than once? Right. And that's why it stuck out in my head when, you know, all this happened, and then I just thought, well, I don't know, but... Right. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, other than that, did you ever talk about any other stuff, financial problems, plans, things there, like that? There were financial problems, but all that it had to do with was IRS. So it was never with any, you know, outstanding loans from he got from anybody. It was just more of, like, tax issues. He owed some taxes to the IRS? Yeah. That's the only oh, thing he's sure. ever... I don't know... He never told me the exact amount, but it was just enough where he told, he had mentioned that he was, you know, trying to finish paying off his back taxes or something. Gotcha. That type of deal. All right. But he had never mentioned any type of loan that he got to pay him back or anything. It was just that he needed to pay him off. Right. Okay. Very good. Anything else you can think of? Not really. I mean, only though. No, okay. that was pretty much it. I just remembered that uh, you know he just pretty much didn't like her boyfriend. So I mean, that was the only thing that I can even pull up that might have any right. help to you. Recollection as to why, like he didn't say this. No, he never told me exactly why. So no. Okay. Um, how about like where they worked or anything like that? Well, I knew Becky worked at Denny's, but, you know, other than that, John mostly worked for us the whole time. Right. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. Just Becky worked at Denny's, and then I know she quit Denny's and was going to start a new job somewhere else, but I can't remember where she said because she was in our office at the time when I asked if she was still working there, and she uh, was just quitting or something at that point. And when was this? Oh, man. 
April, May. She was quitting, quitting Denny's back in that, April. That's what I remember, yeah, that she had not worked there anymore. And maybe it was John that had told me that, but it was, you know, something that re I remember because it just, I told her I was going to go in there and give her a hard time being a waitress. <laughs> okay. All right, can I get your birthday, Nick? I never got it. Uh, Devin, I never got it from your wife. Hey. Very good. Okay. All right. If uh, anything comes up or you think of something, uh-huh, free to give me a call. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. Bye. Next, we're moving on to Vicky. Detective Bumpensero interviewed two of Vicky's co-workers at Macy's. Here we get some confirmation of the planned trip that Tiffany talked about on the weekend that Vicky was killed. We also find out that Vicky had been on vacation for two weeks leading up to the murders. She was first due back to work on the Monday after the fire. Before I play this next interview, I want to quickly share some information taken from one of Vicky's pay stubs that was found in a crime scene photo. It's not entirely relevant to this episode, and I'll get into it more when we cover the finances, but as long as we're talking about Vicky's job at Macy's, I wanted to share that we know exactly how much money Vicky was making working there. According to her pay stub, which was from September of 2006, it was from two weeks before the murder, or about a week and a half before the murders. And according to that stub, Vicky was paid $7 per hour plus commission to work at Macy's. Now from the stub, I was able to use her year-to-date earnings to figure out her average pay per hour. Because remember, she was also paid commission. On the stub, it says that as of September of 2006, Vicky had made $3,524 in commission, and she did that in 723 hours of work. Calculate that out, that's the equivalent of $4.87 per hour. If you put that together with her base pay, Vicky averaged $11.87 an hour working at Macy's. I'll get into all of that in much more detail in a future episode, but for now, here's Vicky's friend and co-worker, Melita Garza. What's your, uh, what's your birthday? It's okay. You, um, you know why we're here, yeah. right? And you said you might have some information for us? Well, from the little stuff that Vicky would tell us, he was always talking about her ex-husband, uh -huh. how he was, like, abusive with her. When they were married, that's why she kind of left the relationship. Right. And at one point, he did threaten her during that time, saying that if she were to ever leave, he would go after her. But after that, she she would still go out, have her lunch and stuff, but she was never worried about anything. Mm -hmm. The only thing that that's the only kind thing of caught me right there when I would read the paper saying that they haven't contacted her husband or anything. We had something to do. We no, talked we to him. Yeah, he's not. He's been eliminated as a suspect. Okay. He was in Northern California when all mm -hmm. this happened. So, um, your uh, how long have you worked here? Well, as Macy, six months. But I transferred over from Robinson to Macy. Okay, so and that's where she worked together. too, yeah. right? So you worked where together. You worked together with Vicky for a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a, a, a phone number I can write down? So if I need to call you for whatever reason, if I think of something. Yeah. Uh, and where do you live? I live right now in La Quinta. In the address there? Okay. Um, how would you describe her as far as things going? I mean, did you work in the same department? Yes. Okay, so you saw her every day when yes. you did work? Okay. That was like my mom away from home. Okay. Um, so what can you tell me anything going on in the last little while? Well, for you the having past, any problems with anybody? For the past two weeks, she had been on vacation. Oh. So we didn't really see her. And then she had showed up the Friday before it happened. She's saying that things didn't go out the way she planned. She was going to stay home. But she was talking about going to visit her other daughter to go see her grandchild. Okay. What, what kind of things didn't work out the way she planned? She, um, when she was still here, she was like, oh, yeah, I have it set. We're going to do this on one day. We're going to do this on another like what? Tell me, if, um, you, if you remember. She said that she wanted to go to the beach again. She said she was planning on going to SeaWorld. She said she was going to go and see her grandchild because she hadn't seen the kid in a while. And and which child is that? Um, I believe it was Tiffany's. Okay. The older daughter. And um, 
she's like, yeah, we're going to go do this. Me and John are going to go. Rebecca's going to be here with her friends and stuff. And I'm like, okay. This Rebecca also came over here, too. We've been right. here for a while, too. Okay. And she just worked right there at Denny's, so she was always over here. Right. Yeah, let's go to lunch and stuff. And then okay. that Friday she came in. She's like, oh, well, we decided to stay because John had some work here. So was like. So they didn't go to San Diego? No. Okay. All right. And when was she supposed to be coming back to work? Monday. She had a closing shift. Okay. So Monday afternoon sometime? Yeah, 1245 to 915 is what she was scheduled. Okay. So the last time you saw her was on Friday? Yeah. And she's been on vacation for two weeks? Yeah. Anything going on in her life, new or different than usual, prior to her going on vacation? Nope. Everything seems the same. Um, she ever have any problems with anybody? I mean, not like a coworker, but like somebody in the store? No. Anything she, like that? She was friendly with everybody. Everybody and nobody, knew she was. Nobody had a problem with her, like a random weird customer or anything like no. that? All right. Everybody um, was like a friend to her. Even the customers from Robinson's May, when they would come, she was always there with a smile. So she said she was going to go to San Diego? Mm-hmm. Go to the beach? Would you say yeah. SeaWorld, too? Yeah. That Robinson's, we would have our three-day weekends of Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to the beach. That was like her thing to do when she had time. Mm-hmm. She said she was going to see world to see world with John, and she was going to see her grandson or grandchild. I don't grandchild. know if it's a boy yeah. or girl. Do you know it's a boy or girl? I'm not too sure. Because at one point she she had said that another family member was going to have a baby, and she had to go buy more clothes for the baby because one of our other coworkers just had her kid not too long ago. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, I love shopping for baby girls and stuff. So cute. All women. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But when she came on Friday, she said that it didn't work out that way and they stayed in town. Yeah. Was she like bummed out about that or was it just like, oh, no big deal, we stayed here instead? Yeah, no big deal. Were you here when, uh, I guess, one of the family members came and got some, picked up her belongings? No, I was not. They told me after I saw that her little cubby was empty. And like, oh, well, her daughters came. I was like, well, how come nobody told me? Mm-hmm. I went to high school with one of her other daughters. Which I went, one? Drew. Yes, oh, right. I had gone to high school with her. Yeah, she graduated a year after me, but right. we still know who each other was. Sure. Nobody told me. I was like, well, that was good. I wanted to, like, you know, give them a hug or something. Cause right, right. go back. Nobody told me until after her cubby was emptied. Right. It's too bad. Yeah, Drew was here yesterday and the day before. Not here. We were talking to her. Yeah. Uh, and her dad and stuff. Okay. Um, nothing else? Did you ever meet John? Yeah. John was always around. Yeah? Because at that time... At Robinson, she didn't have a car. It was only just him, and then he would have to pick her up after work. So he'd be here maybe half an hour to an hour just waiting for her to get off. And then just recently, they had gotten another car. So she's like, yeah, I can work any time now. I don't have to worry about it. Right. He doesn't have to wait for me. He can go home. He can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But other than that, John, John kind of like was just, oh, was Vicky here? And I said, yeah. He got her, and then they would go to lunch, and then come back, and he would say hi, and he'd say bye, and Sometimes she would sit in our little area reading the newspaper waiting for her. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we didn't really talk. It was just a high invite type thing. Seemed like a nice enough guy. Yeah. What about Becky? You know her very well? Becky, she was outgoing. She liked having her fun. She would always tell her mom, well, I want to go over here. I want to go spend some time with my friends or mm-hmm. something. They would get in their arguments, but by the end of the day, they always made up. What do they argue about? About her being out with her friends that she would be out too late or something even though she like had partying or like yeah. not coming home or not no. calling partying okay what kind of partying was she doing you know just hanging out with her friends from school okay anything else you can think of if you have all the people that worked here who would you say she's the closest with who would she know who would know her better than anyone better than anybody um they don't work here there's she used to be our manager from Robinson's Maine. Uh-huh. Julie Chaseman. Julie? Yes. Do you know how to spell the last name? 
Jason? Yes, C-H-A-S-O-N. And you know where she went when she left Robinson's? I, I take it she didn't get hired on at Macy's or she just didn't want to stay? She didn't want to stay. Is it a different setup working for Macy's than for Robinson's? Yes, because she was our manager and she wasn't going to be able to continue to be manager for so the shoot. She was going to be something else and she didn't want to take it. Gotcha. She didn't want to demote. Yeah. All right. And so you don't know where she went? No. Where she I, works now? I, I just know she kind of stayed home. Okay. And they were pretty tight? Yeah. Well, there was actually three of them that they were tight with. It was Julie, the manager. Lila, she was one of the older associates that worked with us at Robinson's May. And David Aquino, he actually works here now. Okay. You know Lila's last name? Uh, Murray. Okay. Very good. Because Lila and her were like best friends. Every time we had a, like a secret Santa, they well, always partnered with each other. All right, not so secret Santa. Yeah. Okay. Because they knew good. what the other one wanted. Sure. They already been through because they had worked years together, too. Right. Okay. Great. That's it. All set. Unless there's anything you can think of, if there is, um, just let someone know and they'll get a hold of us. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> Our last interview is with another co-worker. David Aquino worked side-by-side side with Vicky and knew her and her daughters very well. Here's David. Okay, to investigate our concern today is September 22nd, 2006. The time is 2.44 p.m. And I'm speaking with David Aquino at Macy's. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk to you guys was regarding Vicky briefly. Okay, and, and um, about the incident that happened. Sunday evening, Sunday night, and I'm trying to get as much information about Vicky as I can. Okay. Um, if you could just tell me, like, how long have you worked here? How long have you known Vicky? Okay. Uh, well, I've worked here since about 2003. Known Vicky ever since then. Okay. Because I came, uh, actually, I worked with her at Robin since May. Okay, and you guys came over here when Macy's took over? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you work in the same department as her? Yeah. Okay. You guys work the same shift sometimes, or all the time? Well, not all the time. Okay. Sometimes we switch shifts and stuff. Right. Um, what do you know about Vicky? Did she ever talk to you about any of her personal? No, she was like the nicest person in the world to me. Mm-hmm. You know, she always helped me out whenever I didn't have any lunch money. Right. Or if I didn't have any cigarettes, she would help me out. But other than that, I. Actually, I find this thing hard to believe. Mm-hmm. When I found out about it, I was just no way. You know? Right. And then I saw the news, and I saw her house, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Right. But, um, Have you ever been to her house? No. Uh, we she brought in uh, she brought in pictures actually. Okay. Because she decorated her house and stuff. Okay. So she never really discussed any of her personal issues or her children or her boyfriend. No. Nothing like that. Like um, not not really that I could think of. Like the children, you know, usual adolescent child, you know, teenagers, and uh, her boyfriend John. He's cool too. Did you meet him before? Yeah. Um, it's like they give me a ride home whenever I need one to. Okay. So, um, one thing that I tell everybody is, you know, we we need to find out what happened to these guys. And if that means saying something that you think you might get in trouble for, okay? Like I've been asking people about uh, if they know about any drug use from either John or Vicky or anything like that. 
and my main concern, I'm not worried about the drug use. I'm concerned with who did this and why, okay? Um, and what we talk about stays with us. I don't go around telling employers what their employees said, okay? That's not why I'm here. I'm here strictly for this homicide, okay? I've been doing this for a long time, and I know I don't know you and you don't know me, and sometimes it's hard for people to go, yeah, right, cops are here and they're telling me <laughs> this or that, but that's how I operate. That's how all the guys on my unit operate, okay? Because our main goal is to find out who did this. It's a very, very tragic thing that happened, okay? And uh, these people don't deserve this, you know? And having, having said that, do you know of any drug use, smoking weed, whatever, from John or Vicky? No, just, Vicky just said that she partnered with Andre back in the day. Okay. Yeah. This is like way that she used to say, oh, you know, we smoke weed in the bathroom. Right. I don't know that, you know. Never discussed. There's no current drug use at all. Okay. So. Did you guys ever um, go out to dinner or anything like that? Or did you know, do you know of any of Vicky's friends? That she hangs out with? Did she ever talk about any of her friends? Uh, no. She usually just went home. That I know of. Okay. I mean, we go out for cigarettes together, sometimes we have lunch. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, well, there was like one time where she was complaining about her ex-husband. Okay. Um, that was a long time ago. Okay. Um, she never mentioned anything about John or any of John's friends? Or did John ever talk about his friends? Yeah. Okay. And do you know what he did for work? Uh, he was like a handyman or something. Okay. Actually, was uh, Vicky wanted me to actually help him out, you know, with his work, but, you know, as well as shooting. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how to, like, you know, what, I, I don't really know exactly what he does, but, okay. you know, I'm not much familiar with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Okay. Is there anything that you can think of that comes to mind that, you know, she may have said or that was kind of peculiar or odd that just struck you funny? Yeah. Uh, actually, I didn't. Well, when she went to vacation, I haven't, I didn't talk to her that day. Okay. When did she go on vacation? Uh, like almost two, three weeks ago, actually. So and she, then I went last week, and when I got back from Vegas, I got a call from my store manager and mm -hmm. she told me the news. Okay. Then I watched the news and... Right. So she went on vacation like three weeks ago? Yeah, I believe. Do you know how long she was going to be gone? Uh, actually, she was supposed to be back on Monday. Okay. I don't know where they went. She didn't tell us where she was going. I would actually... It was kind of weird because she never... Usually when she'd go on vacation, she'd come by the store mm -hmm. and like, you know, buy something. She's always shopping. Right. Like, um, she didn't come this time as well. Okay. So, the day that she went on vacation, do you know what day that was? I don't know. But it would have been about two or three weeks ago? I From? I know she had like a two-week vacation. Okay. Straight. Which I, I'm all over. That's cool. She went two weeks straight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, is there anything else you can think of that might help me in my investigation? Um... Not really. Okay. Uh, well, actually, yeah. Her children were notified, right? I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they know. Do you know any of her kids? Yeah. Uh, well, I knew Becky. She was okay. really nice. She always came on mm -hmm. into the park. And um, Drew, um, I'm actually glad she was in Japan mm -hmm. when this happened. Because, you know, she was really nice to you. Right. I mean, she was really cool to you. Um, basically, I felt like her own, her own little son. Mm -hmm. She always treated me like a little, you know, her son. Right, right. So. How well do you know um, Tiffany? Uh, not that well. Uh, Drew and Rebecca, yeah. Okay, because Tiffany lives out of the area? Yeah, she's in Santa Barbara, that's all I know. Okay. And you met her a few times, or? Yeah, every time she came to visit. Okay. She gets to her here at the store? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you never visited them anywhere else? Yeah. Over here? Okay. Alright, um, if you can think of something else, you know, um, I'll give you a card. 
Can you give me a call? So if you hear something or somebody else talking, maybe they may have heard something. All right. My um, all my numbers are on there. Bump and Cyril. Cool. All right. Okay. Yep. Help at all. <laughs> well, every little piece, you know, helps. So. Um, actually, I have more questions. Is there like a time for a service or a memorial? You know, I'm not sure yet. Um, because there still hasn't been positive identification. I know the news has been putting all the names out there, but nothing's been confirmed yet. And it may take some time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This is as close of a look into John and Vicky's lives that we've had so far. And now it's time to dig a little deeper and get into their finances. That's next week on Truth and Justice. Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Edited by Kelly Barron's Brink and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our fonts across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design, and you can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Woodyomnik, Ginger Viola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. And for all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I can be found personally on all forms of social media at BobRuffTruth. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. We'll be right back.